Welcome back to Local Locus, the podcast where we put the spotlight on local and underground heavy music. I'm Jake. I'm Houston. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> Honestly, it's probably fun. Yeah, you know, I mean, people know who we are by now, and if they don't, welcome. I'm Houston. And I'm Jake. Thank you for clicking play on episode 23 of The Locus. We've got four bands to show you guys this week, so sit back and enjoy the show. Well, Jake, like I said, we got four bands, two are yours, two are mine. Can you give me a little teaser about what kind of bands you've brought? <laughs> so, uh, Houston, I haven't done this in so long. I didn't look up where these people are from. Give me a second. <laughs> I did, if you want it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I know one's from Florida, but I don't know where that other one's from. The other one is from Finland. They are Finnish. Finnish. Indeed. Ex- excellent. Excellent. Okay. So you can uh, go ahead and get started with that. <laughs> I guess I'll start with the Stardish band and then end with the Finnish band. <laughs> My first band is a uh, thrash metal band from Florida. I don't know if you'll agree with this, but I-, I get like a little like early death at times, but we'll call it thrash metal from Florida. And then uh, I've got some straight up death metal from Finland. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I would definitely call that death. And I listened to your other one, I'm like, never mind. Yeah, that's how I was. I was like, you know, I would call this almost early death metal. And I played the other one, I'm like, but that's also early death metal. <laughs> <laughs> and they sound nothing alike, so... uh Yeah. Can you give me a little teaser about your two bands? Sure thing, Jake. I got two bands. The first is right in line with the sort of stuff that I typically bring, and that is going to be some Texas hardcore. This is a band that reached out to us on Instagram, and I was like, I was probably going to find you anyways, so fuck yeah. (laughs) And then my second band, obviously, is going to be our breakdown of the week. They are going to be a deathcore band from Tennessee. Both of us listen to a fair amount of deathcore from time to time, you especially, so it's kind of surprising. This is like the first or second deathcore band we've actually ever had on the show, if you think about it. Yeah, and it was especially the first, like, true deathcore. You know, I feel like we've had some every now and then where we're like, oh, it's death metal with, like, some breakdowns, you know, but... Yeah, but this is like the first one where it's going to be like right cleanly fitting into that genre, so I'm excited to get to that one at the end. Yeah. For now, let's do our uh, our big band recommendations. This is something we started doing a few episodes back. We've each thought of one record that you've probably heard about if you're in the scene already. All right, well, in true Jake fashion, I've brought a <laughs> band that uh, I can't pronounce the band name, can't pronounce the album, and I cannot pronounce any of the songs. So you're just going to have to find it. <laughs> and that's, yeah, so uh, good luck. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, this is a um, a Finnish, it's black metal, definitely black metal, but uh, this isn't your uh, recorded Nokia in a cave black metal, you know, this is some high quality production. I think it like hits some melodic lines every now and then. Anyways, enough teasing. This is the band. Hava Kruna, Hava Krunu. <laughs> How do you spell it? I'm going to spell it for you all. H-A-V-U-K-R-U-U-N-U. So, if you guys are trying to guess a vowel, just guess U, and you probably got it. Uh-huh. I'd like to buy a vowel. <laughs> you get, like, half the word. <laughs> and you still wouldn't know what it says. <laughs> Anyways, I mean, this fits in that nice in-between. 
it was like almost underground enough that I was like, oh, I really like this record, but I'm like, it's a little too big for our the bands we bring. But it's some like high quality. I think if you're into like, I think this would be good for like easing people into black metal, if that makes sense. Like if you're more like into death metal kind of stuff and like higher quality production, this is a perfect like album to hop into. Anyways, what band have you got? Big recommendation style. All right. My my big band this week is such a big band that it's barely worth mentioning. So I'm not going to waste your time on it too much, but it's it's a, it's a record you've probably heard of and you've you've been going to check out. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you go ahead and check it out by now if you haven't. I'm going to talk about Alpha Wolf. It's one of my favorite bands, honestly. Uh they just dropped A Quiet Place to Die in September. So this is a record that's, you know, it's a band we talk about a lot when we're referencing bands that but we think a smaller band sounds like so mm-hmm. you probably didn't need to be told about them kind of like a hardcore new metalcore type band um out of australia but great shit really in the vein of what they've been up to lately especially if you like their most recent ep fault that had like no name on it that's something that you're going to see that style coming back here now on this record a quiet place to die akudama uh, Restricted and Creep were some of the big singles. So definitely go check that out, Akudama especially. But yeah, so that's a quiet place to die, Alpha Wolf. So I guess we can just go ahead and get into our BNs, our normal size, local locust size bands at this point. Our BNs. Um, so, our BNs. <laughs> we can get into our bands now. You know, we don't have any Australian ones though, so this is kind of... Well, we we just got out of Alpha Wolf, Jake, so it kind of makes <laughs> a lot of sense. Who knows we have to have Finland bands? <laughs> I don't know if that sounded Finnish. <laughs> I assume all Finnish, uh, Finnish. <laughs> I assume all Finnish accents are Squizgar from Metalocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the first band I want to mention is that Florida Thrash Metal. My band I'm bringing is Intoxicated with their new album, Wald. And I want to play that title song, Wald. It's thrash, so uh, when I say I'm starting it right in the middle of things, I mean the whole album's right in the middle of things, so... And see, it's that last, it's that last riff where I'm saying that's that's some death metal. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. All honestly, all of that, I was like, I just feel so wrong. Like <laughs> I saw that album art, right? I saw that album art, and I saw the title, and I thought to myself, you know, okay, I've heard enough Pink Floyd to know how this one goes, <laughs> right? Of course, no amount of stoner pop could have prepared me for Intoxicated's Florida Thrash debut, which indeed is a little more Florida than it is thrash, <laughs> playing into the state's reputation as an historical hotbed for death metal. Somehow perfectly straddling the line, the, the same line Slayer does, if not teetering a little bit closer between that kind of classic death sound with like mm-hmm. um, bands like Morbid Angel, Obituary from Florida, as well as Death, obviously, and then like Testament, Death Angel type Thrash on the other hand. And so that's why you know, we, we got this, we're on the same mark there. It's like they're called Thrash, but it's really Death Thrash seems like a better phrase. The, the crazy part about it, though, is. As opposed to Slayer, where, you know, we say the teetering the line. I feel like this band, when it says death slash thrash, I don't think it's ever that in-between. I think it either has thrash moments or death moments, you know what I mean? Like, 
Okay, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, like, I feel like the thrash parts are very obvious, like thrash metal, and then the death metal parts, like, what that was leading into. Like, you just have to be like, oh, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> you know. I just loved this record, and it's rare for me, because I gave you a nice record that gets in and gets out and does what it does, you know what I mean? Like That is rare for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't give but you But I think a, it's uh, generic. I think it has to do with the genre of thrash. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Granted, there is, like, old thrash, of course, where, you know, the songs are eight minutes long and they kind of don't need the fourth verse but it's there anyways but yeah this is more like that modern type of you know or i guess more like 90s type of no bullshit thrash for sure yeah for sure and i i think of this type of thrash like like slash death like when i listened to this band it was that type of like thrash that made me kind of want to party do you know what i mean <laughs> if that makes yes, sense yeah yeah, yeah. It, it felt like that like drinking and like suicidal tendency hat with some pbr do you know what i mean that's like <laughs> so it also made it made me think of some specific um local locus alumni the obvious ones being like deathris and stents of death mm-hmm. um but it also made me think of bands like live burial and death courier but maybe with a slightly more pbr aesthetic yeah i think i think uh deathris is a perfect one i think stench of death was the kind of more doomy yeah yeah one but deathris for sure yeah yeah like i heard um i'm glad you said that because i actually wanted to mention that same point so i think we must be spot on on that because one of those death Rest songs on my thrash playlist came on and i was like oh this sounds like intoxicated <laughs> yeah i totally agree <laughs> you know and that was like the same vein where we were like it's thrash but it's also death metal you know <laughs> yeah i would definitely put them right in the same category so if you like one you'd certainly like the other this band has been around like a long time despite the fact that this is like their first or second record ever yeah and i wanted to <laughs> i wanted to dive into that a little because if you if you're on the spotify if you just slap that about page <laughs> One of the reviews is uh, Honest Brutal Thrash from one of the most infamous players in the Florida metal scene. I mean, they've been around since like the 90s, but mm-hmm. it's, it's sort of weird that they have been because I observed that they sort of had this like charming immaturity almost like of a brand new band that just has like a million great ideas and yep. like six songs to make it all happen. It's like super raw in like the best type of way that you want Death Thrash to be. And so, I mean, it's sort of weird for a, a band to be around that long only have a couple records and still have that still bloody from the womb type freshness. <laughs> that just sounds like Florida metal right there. Still bloodied from the womb. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking Cannibal Corpse now. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's your next band. The good thing about the good thing about Thrash and Death is like I feel like those people usually know what they want and intoxicated is what you want. <laughs> All right, what band have you got for us first? So this is Belligerence, a metallic hardcore band. Why can't I not say the word hardcore? (laughs) You're you're being belligerent right now. (laughs) (laughs) Look, man, I'm just pointing out we had Intoxicated first, and then we had Belligerence, and just makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) So this is Belligerence, a metallic hardcore band from Texas. They just released, literally this month, on the 1st of October, they just released their debut EP called Suicide and Sobriety, coming in at a shower record length of 12 minutes. The song I want to show you guys is Justification of a Suicide Attempt, only with less spaces. It's all one word. I gotta do this! 
So this mm. is really sinister. You're going to find a lot of aggression on this short little record. Oh, yeah. You knew this had to be up my alley once you start hitting them dissonant chords, Flan. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That's and like my thing. All the time <laughs> yep. on this record. And no complaints here. Yeah, and if we're going to talk about the way they play guitar, um, that is what made it so hard for me to think of really perfect for fans of that everybody would recognize. Do you know a lot of bands, like you said, sanctioned? Do you know a lot of other bands, though, that do that, that you know are a good recommendation band that people generally know about? And here's the thing. Sanction's the one I go to, but in reality, it's really like that first Sanction record, you know? But I don't really know like a big name that does it. I feel like we've had a few bands on here that have done it like occasionally. Not made it like the main riff, though, do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Uh, some of the ones that come to mind, though... Tooth and Nail did that, like really chaotic guitar playing, kind of sporadic. Um, so I would definitely throw Tooth and Nail out there as like a similar hardcore band we featured. Divine Hatred doesn't really do that, but I thought they sort of had the same aesthetic. This record has a lot of like aggression, but also a lot of raw emotion. So like with Divine Hatred, I, I remember thinking like they were raw and super heavy, obviously, but they seemed like badass and angry. Whereas with uh, Belligerence, and I know the nuance might seem kind of trivial, but like belligerence feels like hurt and angry, like existence is <laughs> yeah. pain type vibes, um, which is why I really feel like Tooth and Nail is the band we featured that fits belligerence best stylistically and musically. But maybe Shame Spiral is a band whose name I would drop in terms of like tone and lyrical content. And I'm just waiting to be able to feature them as well because I love that band. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a super saturated thing in the overground. Dude, okay. There's one thing I have to say that, like, how I knew this was just a great record is, um, I, um, was listening to this, like, for, again, like, I listened to this one a good bit, because obviously, 11 minutes, you can fit a couple plays in, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was hanging out with Chris, and I thought he changed the music on me. I looked at him, I'm like, did you turn the music off? And he's like, no. And I looked at him, I'm like, oh yeah, the record's over. But, like, it was like, dude, I wish the record kept going. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, it made, which I guess what an EP's for. It just made me wanting more. So I can't wait for these dudes to drop like a full length. Yeah, I definitely can't wait to see something that like a project from Belligerence that maybe explores, you know, has time to explore more. But on the other hand, I think like this is where this genre excels. Like metal, especially like black metal um, and like death metal, they excel on like an LP format. I think yeah. other genres like metalcore, um, more like poppy ones, as well as like heavy metal, like we talked a lot about last episode. I think those often excel in like singles. So coming in the middle here, I think like hardcore and post-hardcore stuff like this, it's really chaotic. Mm -hmm. It feels like it should be in short bursts. So yeah, I do look forward to what they could do artistically with a longer playtime, but also feel that it's kind of nice the way it is as well. Yeah. I like the... Um the thing that gave me the most sanctioned vibes was actually not really the guitar, per se. And I'm not saying the vocalists sound the same, but I don't know if you remember seeing Sanction live. Do you remember that dude just holding his stomach and, like, yelling in the mic when he would scream? Even though, like, the technique was in there, I still think there was, like, for lack of a better term, just, like, angst in it, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's a great word for it. And so I think when you're saying the way the lyrics come off on this album, it's more like a depressive, like sad anger or something do you know what i mean yeah it's very inward there was another band we talked about i think soul keeper lyrically was a little bit like that but you're talking about vocal style and i think mm. piss poor is a better one i would map onto that yeah for sure 
we were trying to think of big bands that we thought that belligerent sounded like and i guess varials and knock loose is the type of thing kublai khan is like the closest you're gonna get in terms of like big names yeah i think the the easiest thing to say is just like that new and you're better at styling this stuff but i just call it like new hardcore i don't know like yeah that makes sense not new as in in you but like just it's not fucking like convergence hardcore <laughs> yeah 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 but yeah so if you like metallic hardcore like that that basically that texas style definitely go check out belligerence um, with their new record, Suicide and Sobriety. If you want to check out the song, Justification of a Suicide Attempt, you can find it on our Spotify playlist. More about that when we come back from this break. Welcome back to Local Locus. Before we get into the other two bands, we're going to talk a little bit about our new Spotify coming up. Uh, we're moving our playlist over, and we're going to have a lot of cool different playlists for you guys to check out. So, Houston, you want to tell them about that? Absolutely. So... You'll be able to find it on our social media. You can find any of our social media accounts at Local Locust Pod, and uh, we'll be posting about it on there. So you can find the new profile for Spotify that way, and go ahead and hit follow because we're gonna have, like Jake said, a bunch of playlists going on. So we'll have the normal playlist that we had that just includes every song that we play and feature in an episode of the show, as well as the playlist that we made last week called Dungeon Metal: Heavy Fantasy Music from the Underdark. Underground, you said underground. Underground. My bad. That one is going to be on there as well. And we got talking about it, got super excited. And there's a couple other things we want to do as well on this account. And on top of those playlists, we're adding some uh, genre-specific playlists for you guys where we're going to like break it up into stuff like metalcore, death metal, black metal, vegetarian progressive grindcore. We're going to have it all. <laughs> Inside these playlists, we're going to have some of the underground stuff, some of the medium ground stuff, some of the above ground stuff, some of the fucking sky ground stuff we're gonna have it all and if you guys are keeping up with it sometime in november towards the end of the year we're gonna start posting our top songs of the year houston's picks and myself jake's picks and i can already tell you if you listen to core music check out houston's and if you listen to the other genre of music metal check out mine uh what kind of music do you usually have here oh we got both kinds <laughs> between the two genres we'll have you covered Jake, are you sure this is the place? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, this is the place. <laughs> so we're very excited about that new account. Um, very excited. As you know, if you've ever listened to the show before, I am a playlist enthusiast. So this is all very exciting for me. But moving on now with this episode, Jake, what is your second band you want to talk to us about? Well, my second band is kind of like my mainstream recommendation. We got to finish Death Metal this time. Well, we're not finished yet, Jake. We've still got my band afterwards. <laughs> All right, we got to stop the finish jokes. <laughs> <laughs> like dead ass. There's too many finished metal bands, and I know they're coming back. <laughs> so, <laughs> The band I've brought is Gorefilia, with their new album, In the Eye of Nothing. And this is the song, Perpetual Procession. That's the death metal ticket right there. I could listen yeah. to that riff all day. <laughs> yeah, this is some... You can correct me if I'm wrong here, but I'm getting just very 90s American death feels with this. 
you know like yeah. that's like yeah. that's the like i get like deicide uh entombed you know like that's the bands i get from this but it does like the reason i showed that part is it gets these really like almost sludgy riffs that i love like it'll do those kind of slowed down riffs and then it'll get like yeah. those classic death metal like i love when it stays in that lane where it's like like i love brutal death metal too where it just goes fucking ape shit fast you know mm-hmm. but i love just like that like all of it's in unison you know yeah 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 definitely and i think that's what this band does best is just like they like know where the pocket is for death metal and they just they just like sit in it do you know what i mean yeah um so we're coming into this after having heard you bring intoxicated to the table this band um is also very much in the style of classic death metal like you're saying but obviously with a much fuller commitment especially in terms of like tone and drums and obviously the vocals yep but i would say this is more in the style of like um like the later classics so like the later 90s so like i thought of cannibal corpse not in terms of like how it's slamming brutal Vocal. because it isn't necessarily yeah. but the vocals are also not quite there although definitely the same category for me it was the guitar tone and like style so like not style in terms of like they play the same type of riffs mm-hmm. but like the little nuances that the guitarist will throw in are like, you know that this is a death metal guitarist. Like they can be playing in a jazz band. They could be playing like rock and roll at church, you know, <laughs> and, and they would still do that fucking pinch harmonic with that fucking Sandy ass guitar. tone. <laughs> yep. It would be like, what are you doing? You can tell this is like a death metal guitarist at heart. Yeah. Like nineties death metal. Yeah. And I don't think it went as far lyrically per se as cannibal courts, but it does seem like, um, now again, it's death metal, so I'm not really deciphering the lyrics too well on this, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but just from the uh, the song titles and all alone, I can almost guarantee that this is death metal where there's a lot of emphasis on the death part. You know, I'm assuming a lot of this record is meant to be just like this bleak. You know, like I mean, you got songs devotion upon the worm, simplicity of decay. <laughs> you know, for like, me, I just love Ouroboros Labyrinth. I don't know if you knew this about me, but like any reference to Ouroboros and I'm on board, <laughs> call it a labyrinth. And I'm like, this is fresh. Yep. And I love the fucking Cthulhu-esque album art, you know what I mean? Or some like Definitely, HP yeah, Lovecraft yeah. shit. Uh-huh, for sure. Yeah. Um, but stylistically, going back to the music itself, I think it's like, it's going to sound like an insult at first, but we do this a lot on the show. We start off, you know, it's like, whoa, what are you talking about? Like, no, it's definitely a compliment, okay? I thought that like the first half of the record, especially like the first third of the record, was a little bit like cookie cutter death metal, but like in the best way. So like, especially on the first half of the record, like I said, those songs, uh, Perpetual Procession, like You Chose, or Boron Labyrinth, like I was saying, um, they're the kinds of songs that do like everything right. They're like super solid. And you, like you said, in the lane of death metal, mm-hmm. you know, if not also a little bit riskless. But that's not to say the whole record is like that. Like any good record, you're going to see that happening on the front half. And then on towards the end and also just simply as early as songs like um devotion upon the worm which you mentioned you're gonna see like a little bit more experimentation Mm -hmm. which in this case on this record is slowness so it's like as you mentioned they all have that almost like doomy-ish guitar tone and like a pace as well also in tracks like um not for the week which takes some space for like some rare melodic lead guitar other than just shredding too yeah which is where i thought this record was not necessarily doing its absolute best but doing a really good job and standing apart from other records in a very saturated genre over the last like 30 or 40 years. Yeah, it's almost like this um 
the slow parts are almost like a mix of if like doom metal and slam bands had like this offspring definitely yeah yeah because i almost kept wanting to be like it's almost like slams when they do that but i'm like no it's a little you know it's a little different yeah but both of those genres you're not going to really see a lot of melody you're going to see a lot of technicality in fast fast death metal so that's not what i'm saying but like in terms of just like sitting back and being like that sounds pretty it's not something you're going to hear on pretty much any (laughs) moment of any death record but um this one song to the end this death dream that was like kind of just i think it was fully instrumental i can't remember exactly but you know it was definitely like slower and very melodic it had this like kind of old school thrash like testament like alex skolnick type of like virtuosity to it Mm -hmm. um which was really like I want to say out of place because it fit in well, but out of place within the genre in a in an exciting way. It, in some ways, I'll agree. It reminded me of a um, a less proggy like death, like the band death. You know, they, they'd have those weird kind of yeah. parts, you know. But yeah, I would say it is more. It is kind of more in line with thrash, where it's that's that's totally true. So it's like I agree with you on the sense it is like a thrash sounding thing. But some death metal bands do kind mm-hmm. of throw that in, but they do tend to be more on the proggy side. Where I don't think you would call this band proggy by any means. Yeah. It's a good take. <laughs> Hot takes <laughs> with Gorephilia. It was a cold take, and that's why I was, I was like, I'm there. <laughs> and I, I think the last thing I really want to mention about this band is this is stuff that just has to be in a death metal playlist. You know, it's like that perfect just chuggy, but then like you said, there's also some of those different like slower parts, which mm-hmm, I loved because mm-hmm. it filled that role that I like, and this is going to be sacrilege to true like quote-unquote metalheads, you know? But uh, it, it accomplishes what I love in Deathcore, where, like, I'm sitting there bobbing my head pretty fast, and then on some of those parts, I'd do that, like, almost stank face you get with breakdowns, you know what I mean? And so it kind of filled that same need, and like I was saying, I like some, like, you know, uh, versatility in bands, and so I liked that I didn't just, like, the whole time here, like, I needed to change up so that it makes the uh, kind of quote-unquote cookie-cutter parts actually, like, stand out more. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And I think that's what they did. They created a backdrop for that. Hi, Smimmin. <laughs> <laughs> Me listening to these fucking records. <laughs> and huh. I'm just sitting here like stank face. Like, yeah, this is fucking brutal. Especially with the last band we're going to go to as well. And uh-huh. me just having like our new kitten in my lap. Just like, isn't this metal as fuck? <laughs> or playing Stardew Valley, making some crops. Just like. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yep. All right. Well, uh. That was Gorephilia's In the Eye of Nothing. What you got for that breakdown of the week for us? Breakdown of the week! Alright, so, had a little bit of deja vu as we were going through this episode because, you know, we have Intoxicated from you and Gorephilia from you as well. Really playing into that, like, Deathris and Stench of Death kind of uh, split EP we saw many episodes back, like five episodes back. And then Belligerence Texas also obviously being like really in the vein of something I would typically bring. Despite all that, our last band is called Divisive and they've just released Codex Gigas. Am I saying that right? Why am I asking I, I, you? That's, that's, yeah, I, I'm not the one to ask. <laughs> <laughs> but this record is, like I said earlier, one of our first really just purebred deathcore which is sort of a weird thing to say because deathcore is originally obviously a hybrid genre. But in terms of the way you think of deathcore, we really don't bring a lot of it, even though we both appreciate it. This is divisive, and I want to show you guys the song Blackout as your breakdown of the week. Blackout. 
You see that string wiggling in your mind? Oh, yeah. god dude i fucking love the way that guitar sounds i know it's like it, it's gotta be an eight string right like it's next level low on this record <laughs> it's so low <laughs> but like it has like that <laughs> it's probably on like the third string down <laughs> it's like the lowest note i've ever heard <laughs> oh my god definitely some good shit there like uh so like we said this is pretty like within the lane of deathcore but um you know i wouldn't compare it to other really big deathcore bands that you might think of like um mm-hmm. I don't know, like Chelsea Grin or um, Carnifex or Thy Art, because it's so down-tempo. The only band I could even get close relating it to, and it still just wasn't close enough, I think some like early Oceano really sticks out on this one. Like the breakdowns okay, yeah. like that, but but like you mentioned, Oceano's kind of like teetering on that top deathcore, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, it's like hard to think of something besides them who's on that sort of like ridiculously slow. This, yeah, this band took like... It's hard to, like, I know it's deathcore, but you'd be hard-pressed to say there's any death metal influence in it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, honestly. It, it it's... took deathcore and made it its own just fucking genre with this. For sure. And that's what I mean when I say it's, like, it's purebred, despite being part of a quote-unquote hybrid genre, because it's really not anymore, if you think about it. A lot of this type of, like, really fresh death metal, I would rather deathcore doesn't feel like death metal, right? Mm-hmm. Bands I could think of, though. So not within the exact same genre, but just the vibe. I know that you you listen to the Acacia Strain's new record a lot. Uh-huh. That slow decay. But um I thought of like especially old the Acacia Strain, like 2010 with Wormwood and 2012 with Death is the Only Mortal. Yeah. That one especially is like the way it's so slow and the guitar tone, which I was commenting that I love so much. And they'll do things like where the breakdown, there's still a riff. It's like, bow, bow. like that was <laughs> yeah. something I yeah. also see on that twenty twelve record a lot. Uh other bands, there's a band called Filth that's out coming oh, out right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, they got really slow moments as well. But this record is unique because Code Gigas doesn't really have a lot of really, really fast moments that last very long. It's so depressively downbeat. It was 32 minutes, and I can't believe that I was just hooked the whole time. <laughs> like, I was just like, all right, here comes the next song. <laughs> and i'm just like yes <laughs> my mom always said if you if you hold that face for too long you'll you won't be able to change it you'll get stuck with it <laughs> don't listen to this fucking record <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure oh man there's a lot to say about this album man the part that speaking of how you got in the intricacies of acacia strain mm-hmm. the, the oceano parts are like the way when it does a breakdown and it sounds full so i don't think necessarily the guitar tone on its own because Oceano doesn't do those like, wow, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. But those parts were just like, doom, 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 and someone's just going like, <laughs> like over it. It's <laughs> yeah. like the way it's recorded. Practically under it, it's so low. <laughs> yeah. The mix is almost muddied, do you know what I mean? To where it's like, I don't know what's guitar, bass, or vocals anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> almost just as a feature of the timbre, or like, 
the like the the texture of the note because like the vocals are literally so like guttural that it's like the same way a bass sounds the guitar is so <laughs> low you're like i don't know if that's a bass i can i can see like this band came in like still an octave higher than this but they got such a nutty vocalist they're like all right let's detune it one more <laughs> <laughs> speaking of vocals yeah if I'm, we can yeah, i'm glad you're gonna bring this up <laughs> they're doing that deathcore thing it's extremely deathcore of them to do this, right? To have four featured vocalists on this record that's only like 38 minutes long. Yep. Uh, is that what you were thinking? Yep. When I, when I got to like the... It's when I got to the seventh song, because the second and third have features, and the seventh is when it picks back up on a feature. And I remember just being like, this vocalist has some like... Like, not this... I wasn't thinking this guy has range. I'm like, this dude's got different voices. <laughs> and it took me until I like actually looked down at my phone and I'm like, oh... These are guest vocalists. And I'm like, and they're all different. <laughs> you know who that guy is? Uh, the one you were just talking about? On the seventh one, Nick Arthur? Yeah. No? Does it sound familiar on purpose? <laughs> like, is there someone I should know from it? <laughs> I don't know. I was just saying, I wouldn't blame you if you didn't know, but it's a bit of a cool tidbit here that I think you'll be excited to know. Um, so I, did, I tried to look all four of them up. It's really hard to do this in Deathcore, which is another side tangent I'm going to go on before I finish this first side tangent, okay? Fucking Deathcore featured vocalists, first of all, is already a meme in my mind. But the bigger (laughs) meme is it's always fucking white dude names that are impossible to remember. It's like every single fucking Deathcore vocalist is Nick, Evan, Taylor. Like, they're just like (laughs) the most generic. Like, you got like a body snatcher. They're all named Kyle. Um, If it's not Kyle, it's Chris. You know, just like the whitest dude names you can think of. So yep. the featured vocalists on this one are um, Dustin, Kyle, Nick, and Devin. And if those aren't the whitest dude names ever, <laughs> I, and I don't talking to Jake, but <laughs> hear me out. <laughs> hey, in defense of Devin, his last name's Scold, <laughs> which you know is a different type of white. Oh, oh, I guess you're right. I'm like in defense <laughs> of him, he's even more white than the other ones. <laughs> in defense of him, his family's always been white. <laughs> but anyways. Um, that was the only one I couldn't find, actually. I couldn't figure out where he came from. And I also know it's a thing in, like, Deathcore that if you're a Deathcore head, you, like, know all these dudes. So you're probably just fucking furious that I'm saying this stupid shit. But the other three I was able to find, I think. Nick Arthur. That's when you were talking about on Natus or what? Uh-huh. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. That's the seventh track there. Yep. Uh, band called Molotov Solution. I was oh. not familiar with them. Yeah. But also the dude who filled in for Thy Art. A couple of years back on tour for a little while. You know what's funny? That's the only reason I know that band name you mentioned. I was instantly like, that's the guy that was in Thy Art for like four months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you like took me back. I was like, oh yeah, CJ wasn't in the band at some point. <laughs> like I was kind of like, hmm. <laughs> uh, the other two, Dustin Mitchell on that second track there, Legion. Uh, Filth. He's on Filth from North Carolina. Newer band also on a lot of people's radars. What about our boy Kyle? <laughs> yes, so we're a big fan of Kyle's here on Local Locusts. If you're a regular listener, you know that. Started out calling him monster drinking, backwards, snapback, dirt bike riding, <laughs> looking asses, but <laughs> we've, we've come to really like Kyle's, okay? Yeah, Kyle yeah. Anderson. He's of a band called Brand of Sacrifice from uh, like New York and Canada. They dropped a record called God Hand last year. I also didn't know anything about them. But wait, wait, he's in Brand of Sacrifice? He do be. That's, familiar with them? That's big deathcore. Like that's yeah, yeah. That's like big deathcore band right there. Yeah. So this is a regular fucking party on this 
<laughs> on this LP. You get the classic death pool. God damn it, dude. <laughs> <Easy> <laughs> <for> <laughs> Do we bring Belligerence Texas on one time and I just can't fucking talk? <laughs> are you even going to try again or are you done? No, nope, no, nope, I'm, I'm just not even going to say anything. All right. <laughs> In that case, I'll wrap it up here. So we've been talking about Divisive with their new record, Codex Gigas, and we showed you the song Blackout. Super heavy shit, super down tempo for fans of Breakdowns. So big thank you to <laughs> big thank you to Divisive as well as Belligerence from Texas. And also big thanks to Gorphilia Intoxicated. Go check out our socials. And from there you can find the nice links. You're gonna find the happening playlist. So if you like this sludgy breakdown shit, we'll put in some more sludgy breakdown shit. This wraps up episode twenty-three of Local Locusts. Your Loyalty program word today is finish. We will accept that either way you spell it. Remember, if you don't know already, you can DMS that code word on any of our socials. DMS up to three code words and earn yourself a free Local Locust sticker. We'll send it to you. And of course, you can go back as far as episode 14 to dig up more Local Locust loyalty program code words. Earn yourself that sticker. Thanks for swimming against the mainstream with us at Local Locust, the podcast that puts the spotlight on local and underground heavy music. Follow our socials for updates and find other episodes by visiting locallocustpod.com. And if you want to catch up on Local Locust featured tunes or find any of the tracks mentioned in this episode, don't forget to look out for our official Local Locust podcast playlist on Spotify. If you or someone you know is looking for a feature, reach out to us on any of our socials or email us at locallocuspod at gmail.com. Big thanks for listening, guys. Thanks.